Hey, Red. What's up, Oban? <laughs> Do you know that uh, if you want to support us more, they can go to our Patreon? Yeah. They get Discord community, Ask Madam Red Anything, and a bonus episode. Mm, and I also hear sometimes there's like a little bit of extra sexy content that comes in once in a while. Absolutely. Sometimes I appear naked. Mm, where should they go? They should go to truenorthdom.com under our support us into our Patreon. Love it. You are now listening to the True North Dom podcast. A discussion of all things kink, fetish, DS, and sexual curiosities. Have your safe word ready, kinky friends, as you join your hosts, Madam Red and Oban. This is Daddy Red with the True North Dom podcast, and I am here with some amazing friends of the podcast. Hi. And our sponsor... Switch Kitchen. Switch Kitchen. Yeah, Lex Rufus is in the house. (laughs) And over there... Hi, everybody. This is Mistress Jules. Yay! So good to be here. I'm Daddy Red, and I identify as a dominatrix, and I am the host of this show. I am Lex Ruthless and I am a switch and I am sponsoring this podcast. I am Mistress Jules and I identify as a Dom. Great. Hey guys, we got some exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, we do. Well, shit, I'm conflicted. Should we, let's talk about what's coming up, but then let's really talk about like our fun kinky weekend that we Mm -hmm. had all together. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to start with? Let's let's talk about the event. Uh, yeah. We have a really amazing live event that True North Dom is finally executing with COVID restrictions going down. We are going on our live tour, and we're doing our first homecoming tour date live podcast here in the Okanagan, and we have tickets on sale for that. Yeah, Yay. and they went live, so we of course made sure that all the people that need to be there got the tickets first. Patreon's got it first. Yeah, and then we just started doing the public sale of the tickets, and they're yeah. just selling like hotcakes. In fact, as I sat here, we, we just sold another left. one. Sweet, <laughs> yeah. yay. And we've got a lot going on. Should we spill some beans? I know we talked about a little bit. It's going to be a beach party, a little pub crawl. We're going to have uh, a St. Andrew's cross on the boat. We are going to have porn stars and professional dominatrixes and sex workers and some prizes to give away for interactions and participation in some of the fun games that we're going to do. And... Best of all, you get to hear Oban and myself have a live podcast. That's going to be great. On a kinky boat. <laughs> oh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to meet everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be great. Everyone You're going to be here. going around just <laughs> questioning everybody. What are you what what do are your soft limits? limits? <laughs> yeah, what are your hard limits? <laughs> and uh, I like the boat. Yeah. I like the boat a lot. Um, yeah. I think it's a great play space as well as a space to hold, you know, a party. 
Totally. Uh, and the reason we know this is because we just were on the <laughs> yeah, boat. We were just we there. Yeah. We did. <laughs> we did a little soft launch. No, we went and checked it out. Yeah. But we so didn't style. The uh, live event is August 7th on a Saturday. And yeah, we, we had a great weekend. We partied on a kinky boat party. I guess it was like a soft... Yeah. Exploration of it and stuff. A lot so, of people yeah. There. It was good. It was fun. It was time. a good turnout. It was a really yeah. good turnout. There were some good scenes, for sure. It was super yeah. hot. I yeah. like the guy, I won't say his name, but I like the guy that after he got, you know, beaten and he had all of his bruising and everything, we were all, we signed it, you know? And yeah. <laughs> I saw your, your daddy read your signature yeah. right across his chest. Did you see the one on his butt cheek too? It says daddy red's hole and it pointed into his asshole. Or the one that you signed that was push for service. His dick. <laughs> and then I decided to add tug and pull just so that we have more options <laughs> yeah, for yeah, the service, the types of services so, kind of person can. Funny enough, as we're sitting here, he, he just sent me pictures. Oh. <laughs> so what we forgot to, did you know that the ones, we, the push for service, we actually wrote in permanent marker. <laughs> I just showed them the picture there, and Aww. so he can't get it off. He's got some nice and, abs. And then, uh, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He has a very abs. nice physique. Yeah, there's he the takes care of it. there's oh, the markings. Wow, look at those welds. That's insane. I bet he's proud of him. Very oh, proud of him. Oh, he had a great day. And then here's just a general picture. Oh yeah, there's yours on the butt. It says, uh, "There it is, <laughs> Daddy's asshole." <laughs> look at it right there. It's right yep. there on the bottom. That's right. That's great. It's uh, bottom of the bottom. That's great. I wonder if secretly he's like, "I wish it really was yours." Is that what he said to you? <laughs> no, I said I wonder if uh, he said, he he said totally that did. to himself. Pretty sure he did. <laughs> Pretty sure he did. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Outfits were sexy. I, yeah, I love the the cheetah print swimsuit with the the body chain. Oh, that was hot. And you looked like Baywatch. Oh yeah, oh. I had a red one piece on. That was yeah. great. And Alex, your latex ice cream boy, mm. I think was probably my favorite, to be honest and not biased. Honestly, I get to bust that out only every so often. And so I think this is like the second or third time I've ever worn that I think that it outfit. was fitting for a boat party. It was perfect. And do you know who made that outfit? Sinners and Purrs. Sinners and Purrs. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. And didn't you have that rainbow flogger? Yeah. That matched with your entire outfit? Yeah, so Sinners and Purrs made that to go with that outfit. It looks good. In fact, I think we have that picture of the three of us. You we'll, never... We'll throw that up on Patreon. You, I was disappointed you never opened the crutch snap. <laughs> Did you not I, open it? I, I tried, and he, like, swatted me. He's like, that's for later. And then he never did. <laughs> I was like, what the Did fuck? you see, I don't know, Jules, when you saw me putting on the latex yeah. and sliding it on. It's like yeah. a porthole, right? Yeah. Because he builds it that you can put your junk right into this, like, little, you know, satchel. Cup satchel. It's like Saks underwear. Right? So when you rip off that cod piece, uh -huh. it's like literally your, your, your balls and your dick is just <laughs> hanging on the outside. <laughs> and it's, it's just so vulnerable. And so I knew first step was... Red was re reaching to remove Instantly, it. I was like, water. What I was thinking about was what comes after. It's because I knew that <laughs> ball flicking, like there, there had to be something after. And that's what I was saying no to. No, I was just opening the present. She's <laughs> like, see sure, what's sure. inside, even though you already know what's inside. Sure, sure. <laughs> totally. I work with it. <laughs> and we did some hot filming today. We'll leave that a secret for Ooh. people who would like Ooh. to... Uh, 
scope that out once yeah. you get edited and well, out there. Well, I really think we could talk a little bit about, like, I was impressed because who was our sexy camera woman? Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys. <laughs> that was a great shot laying down there. So... I was like, I know the... I, I, like, mitigate my risk in my head. I was like, I know I might get cum in my eye or on my lip and infect my stitches or... Okay, let's just do this because... It's really hot when you're watching people fuck and it's a different angle when you see the penetration or like balls slapping or yeah. yeah. And I you looked were a down. Champ. Yeah, you looked I looked down there you were and then I guess the cum landed on the camera. <laughs> Perfect. <And> the, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Cuz that's what Switch Kitchen's all about the cum and cream pies oh, and gooey yeah. yumminess. You getting down there to get the sick angles. I have to say <laughs> You are yeah. a champ. Well, Ded- dedication. Keep in mind, this is, yeah, yeah, it's a dirt road. We're like we're in the middle yeah. of nowhere, and here's red on the ground in the dirt. Just like get in there. I was like, yes. Well, I have to give compliment compliments to Lady Sherry. You know, watching yeah. her film us and getting in those little nook and crannies. I was like, damn, bitch got skills. <laughs> <laughs> she does have skills. She's great. Guy. She's awesome. Now, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about, but you just sort of said you didn't want to get cum in your stitches. Uh, you look like you just got <laughs> cracked across the face. <laughs> yeah, we could. I, don't I mean, care. you fell. You fell. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think in the details, but yeah. like, you're yeah. And so, what are you, <laughs> you going to tell people about? You know what happened? Because I mean, it looks like someone knocked you across the face. Well, there's, there's two stories. I can keep it really like boring and gross, where they don't want to talk anymore about it. I just be like, oh man, I'm having a bad herpes outbreak. And it's scabbing <laughs> on my bottom lip, and like they just be like, oh, I don't want to talk to Yeah. Or it could say something like, Jules and I got in an inflatable pool and did like a hot like strap on pegging like MMA wrestle. With oil, with baby oil. Yeah, and I fucking bust my lip. Yeah. Oh, you look. And then good she on just you. dropped me off at the ER and fucking left me. She dude. did actually. Technically, she I, I, I texted Jules and I was like, "Hey, uh, how's it going there in the ER? Did did Red get her stitches yet?" And you're like, "I'm gonna park. I'm gonna park, hanging out, <laughs> drinking my Starbucks." Hey, they wouldn't let her in. They're like COVID restrictions, and I was oh. like, "I feel so alone," and I'm sitting there. Uh, Canadian healthcare is really slow. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm not not sure if I'm a fan of socialism. (laughs) Maybe I'd rather be in debt for agent urgent. I don't. I don't know. I'm still ambivalent. I'm still ambivalent about uh, living in a foreign country and adapting to how things are done. But I'm sitting here and it's taking hours and I'm bleeding and uh, trying to get to the bottom of what cause and whatever and. I'm just like, I will, I think I text you. I said, I will milk a prostate or yeah. fuck a doctor's butt if I get VIP status and seen now. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'll so take one for the team. <laughs> yeah. I would. I yeah. would. I'd be like, how do we expedite this adventure? Get in way faster. <laughs> totally. I totally. think also, I mean, I think it's badass that you also got your stitches without any uh, freezing. He said it would be more painful to do the freezing shot. He goes, just take it. You're badass. So I was like, well, here I go. I get to have an experience of being a bottom in a medical scene. Oh, yeah. No, that's super. (laughs) I found that really good because I got, like, I tore my leg open a long time ago and I got 30-some stitches. Oh, Jesus. It was horrible. 
and the areas that they forgot to freeze, I felt it. it. Yeah. I felt it. So I was just imagining them yeah. stitching your, your face, and I was like, how the hell did you do that without freezing? Yeah. You did good. Well done. Uh, I didn't really feel it. I think the first poke is just kind of like, ooh. And then it's kind of cool seeing the like thread as he's suturing my mouth. And he made a comment. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, don't be sorry. I mumbled, people do this for fun. <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of looked at me. And then when he was done snipping it all and stuff, I said, well, is my fetish modeling career over? It doesn't look that bad. And he just chuckled and was like, what? What kind of modeling? <laughs> and didn't, you, didn't you tell him? Yeah, what, you should tell him. I did. I did. Mm. I did. Yeah. Well, but what you were doing that night, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was just like, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're feeling okay. And it looks good. It looks Thanks. good. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that bottoming experience, um, let's talk about different kind of bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> what an interesting topic. Yeah. That's, yeah. Where you guys want to start? Um, well, I mean, we could kind of list what they are or we could just kind of... Work through a couple of them. Yeah, pick them. pick mm -hmm. one or each of us take turns throwing one out and then we just talk about experiences if with it or well, what defines th it. This came up yesterday on, on you know, the soft, load, soft launch boat party. Um, people that typically dom, and of course me as a switch, I like this where someone typically is kind of default dom mode and they switch down to a bottom and, and a submissive mode, but then some of them might either top still from the bottom. So like or, a service bottom, kind of like what your partner is? Yeah, yeah. Or they they actually fully release, and without getting details, I liked that one person that usually defaults as a as a, as a top, and you were working with, with him, and yeah, that he scene really that I let did with go, him. and yeah. I saw him really, you know, submit to, and that energy. And it just got me thinking, I'm like, me, I totally top from the bottom, and I am a bossy bottom. So maybe that's the first category, bossy bottoms. How do you both... A bratty? Yeah, a bratty bottom. Brat. Well, bratty's a little bit different, but I was like, someone who's like, just telling you what to do from the bottom, how do you how do you both handle that as dominatrices? Is, is that my ex? <laughs> Are we, we talking about my ex here? <laughs> the slub? The slub. <laughs> He's gotten better. Yeah, but seriously, He's gotten start, a lot better. what about Jules? Like, when you have someone who's bossy from the bottom, how do you handle it usually? Well, because usually the way I see it is that they either are a bit bratty or they feel like they don't really trust the leadership of the top. They feel like it's they have a experience in mind that they're hoping to have. And I feel like if the top's leadership or the authoritative role is not strong enough, they feel like they need to kind of guide them or insert some sort of... Um, Direction. Direction or opinion. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the way that I see it is that there's just not a lot of trust or even um, a strong sense of authoritative state on in the top. But for me, I never thought that I would really like Bratz until one of my previous subs. But the way that he did it was a kind of a cute and enduring way where he knows when to jokingly... Um, make fun of me or tease or be more playful mm -hmm. so I feel like the brass or like the bossy bottoms they kind of need to sense and be able to read the room to know when and where and when to be like all right you know I know my place and kind of shut up and mm -hmm. do as you're told kind of thing mm -hmm. so they really need to be as intuitive as a top too yeah I do find that uh when 
there's a time and place yes. to be, you know, outspoken towards your top and your dominant. And I do find it, I don't, just for me personally, I find it kind of like if I'm walking through, let's say, a dungeon space and you have a bratty submissive or a bossy submissive who's like topping from the bottom, it's kind of disrespectful. Like I just, it, I mean, it might not be in that dynamic, but it just mm -hmm. comes off that way. I'm just kind of like, come mm -hmm. on guys, get it together. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. I too think also they would really need to know kind of what Jules said, you know, if, if obviously your dominant or top is having a bad day, you probably don't want to be pushing those buttons. Yeah, it can true. go really bad yes. sideways fast. Yes, yes, uh, it can escalate. For everyone escalate real fast. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know if I can really push that far, but it'd be interesting to see what would it take for one of a top or a dom just to walk away, like just literally walk away from the scene. I do. Do you? I have no tolerance for a brat, and actually, and in my vetting, uh, not so much in um, my pro work because it, it never comes out. I think people are paying for a service and they really want to explore the service. Yeah. I have yet not had someone saying, "I want to explore being a brat," but in lifestyle, my fun play. In my vetting sheet, it says specifically in bold, dark print, if you are a brat, the scene is over. Mm. I have three things that will end a scene immediately. Being Cell phone off, on. brat, and being late. So, uh, side story, there's this underground kink house that was in Vancouver for a while, and there was someone that wanted to be uh, a scene partner with me, and they wanted to be my submissive. But I, uh, I asked, luckily, the dominant before, you know, how was it working with this submissive? And he looked at me, he said, they put all my floggers and canes in the toilet. And so I came home and I, they were all wet and they'd been so soaking in there and trying to be flushed down. And I was just like, uh-uh, no one touches nope. my toys. Nope. <laughs> no one touches oh, my toys my like that. <laughs> like Mistress Jewel said though, I wonder if to, so a mutual friend that we've all worked with, remember when Bug said he's a brat. Mm. He played with me. He didn't once act like a brat. So I don't know if it's maybe like, and I don't know why he was a brat with his previous, you know, Dom. And then with me, I don't know if it's because he knows I just don't tolerate it. Or is it like that level of respect, right? Like I do trust your skill set and I, I do trust where you're going with this. And I do respect you. Like I also look at it as, also, are they seeking, you know, when a child acts out and they want attention, they'll also do negative attention yeah, to totally. get attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a, a couple of different notes of psychology that would be interesting to actually talk to a brat. It'd be interesting. <laughs> I, I remember I had a buddy and we're actually, it's, we barely talk anymore. And it's for this reason is because um, he just was so much of a brat and he did cause, he's one of those people that wanted that attention. Yeah. And so we were out doing scenes and socializing of course he'd start to get into his character yeah. and go off go off and but it started to blur those lines because it started wrecking scenes so like i'd be doing you know scene with somebody else and that's a he, turn off it's huge turn off and come marching through and being that bratty self and i remember another dominatrix um like just like just gave him shit like he walked into the scene past like he was interrupting my scene but, and I just stood back and let it happen. It is disrespectful to it interrupt is. someone's scene. Yeah, for sure. so it's too bratty. So, but I feel like sometimes it's really up to the top or the dominant person to set the tone. Boundaries too. So 
ever ever since the beginning of our conversation if because brass they're i feel like they're kind of they will start pushing and testing boundaries little by little mm-hmm. so if you for me when i sense that i will shut that shit down like in yeah. the beginning because i feel like a lot of the times it's kind of like dogs they'll test your boundaries yeah. they'll Kids. say can i get away with this <laughs> but it, yeah and then can i w- get away with this if you but the thing is like it's up to talk yeah. to notice it right away and if they don't want to allow it to increase and they have to shut that shit down you know what since the beginning you just might have gelled something for me because like i wasn't his dog like he's just literally floating around being a brat maybe he was looking for someone to take that dominant role and shut him down because then he could feel that true dominance mm. and maybe that's why he was doing what he's doing going wrecking people's scenes i mean it's still not good and he should no. never do that but yeah. like because he definitely got into order once that dominatrix <laughs> got him in line but this person has to be willing the top has to be willing to do the work because yeah. it's almost going into submissive training right so that's work being able to tr- train somebody and teach them what is appropriate and what's unappro- inappropriate. Yeah. So it's almost Structure, like it's emotion. work. So uh, sometimes yeah. people just feel like, I don't want to bother with it. Yeah. And the sub is running around being a bad sub. Yeah, no, I just stopped inviting him out with us because I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. <laughs> Let's talk about subs. Yeah. Because there's kind of a different tier. I know Open and I in the past podcast talked about the different types of submissives. You have um your service oriented subs which i think we deal with uh, majority when it comes to per work um there's also subs that uh, are i guess more masochistic type yeah um what else am i missing they're slaves slaves i usually kind of slave i kind of take out of the category of sub because i view them it's a different mindset like they have totally devoted and stripped all decision to when someone's a sub it is different than a slave how their mentality and how they true their their devotion at least from what i find my experience true. they instantly true. are down on the floor looking down and they just don't think till they're called upon well let's touch on that i know we've talked about these things or in the podcast you've touched on these things before but i mean it's good to bring it up and bring it over again but like what is what makes a good slave like a bottom slave like what what are some of the things that really stand out to you when you're going yeah that's a good slave Mm, i think of someone that's just sits there completely let go of decisions and when they are called upon that's that's when they're ready they don't anticipate what their uh master or dominant needs or top yeah they just when it's time they're there yeah I like. I know what you mean. That's what's actually. I was thinking is that complete. Just letting go. It's like a go. zen. They're it just, is. I, see, it's I'm, like a piece. Of, they're just yeah. like I have no decision. It's like a zen. It's it's kind of like the highest level <laughs> that most people try to achieve. Yeah. Of devotion. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. have this urge, this really strong urge to be owned. Yeah. They want to be a piece of property. They want to be owned, no longer of them own of themselves. I get aroused just thinking of that. Like, I don't know about you too, but I'm just like, oh, it's so hot. I'm like, yeah. Well, it's a slave. We got lots of shit we can do. <laughs> that's cool. Well, that's good. That's good. Thanks for telling me that. That's awesome. I, I, that, yeah, that's what I think of slave. They're, you know, actual collared. Uh, I think of slaves, it's actually a, a, like a very 
more deep, serious oh, totally. -ness, uh, different type of connection. I do, I, now that I think about it, a lot of the real devoted slaves have been in 24-7 power dynamics. That's what I really think of. I, in fact, I, it's, I, it's hard to think of anybody that I've experienced that's been a, you know, a real true slave outside, you know, just like sort of like a scene partner slave. Because mm -hmm. that kind of blurs back in just to a submissive person, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's interesting. So maybe could we pose the question that is it possible to only be a true slave? I mean, that's, of course you can, but like I'm going, you know, is that true devotedness only yeah. happens in a 24 seven? So I think of them stripping totally like all decision. They don't yeah. decide what they wear, what they eat, when yeah. they go to the bathroom. Like I feel the, the dominant or master makes all of those decisions. Yeah. I wonder if they feel floating and lost when they don't have that person mm -hmm. in their life. That'd be interesting if someone mm -hmm. yeah. is an actual slave and wanted to write in on that experience. Yeah, write in. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in the, with the submissives, though, like, you know, we talked to, like, last night, you, you spoke to a really good uh, close person uh, in the community, and they're um, a service sub. And you're like, what? what is it about being a service sub that you enjoy? And I'm sure, you know, the slave mindset's very similar, right? And he quoted, what did he quote to you? He said that when he sees his mistress happy, when he does something for her and she smiles and she's happy, he's internally fulfilled mm -hmm. and happy in return because he is able to make this happen for his mistress. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Now, he is a service sub, but she is a sadist. And she is a professional dom who's always growing her skills, so he's always the guinea pig. Yeah. So he endures pain. He's been at high protocol dinners that I've been at, uh, preparing food, uh, lugging her bags, prepping and cleaning the play space, helping with events, doing the laundry for the play space. So mm. all sorts of types of aspects of service there. Right. I, I think obviously, as you know from my personal life, but this is my favorite type of submissive because <laughs> I like service based. So I do too. Oh, I do too. I love so them sexy. rubbing my feet and oh. like it, it's nice to have an extra hand. It's like the perfect husband. It's like, <laughs> God. But you know, I kind of going into another type of bottom, FLR. Like both Mr. Jules and I have been married in long term relationships. Mm -hmm. And both of our partners, we, we were in an FLR dynamic where our partners, our ex-husbands, you know, mine would draw my bath and put essential oils after a hard day of work. He would, you know, help cook dinner and stuff. The only thing he hated was doing dishes. Hmm. But I mean, that was always nice. Like I made the decisions of what we were doing that weekend with the kids or what was for dinner and what the grocery choices were gonna be and where we're eating and how the money in the household was done. So I made probably, his friends used to joke that uh, I used to wear the pants in the relationship. Same. And Same. he was cool with it. It wasn't like me nagging like, why aren't you doing this and that? It's just like, he really enjoyed that. Yeah. I remember my ex would, I would train him so well to know how to fold my 
my delicates perfectly but he would get really <laughs> frustrated because some of my lingerie would be very strappy yeah, so be, yeah. i don't, understand. Be complicated. I I don't, I don't understand how to fold the strappy thing <laughs> but he used, do, <laughs> he used to do all the grocery shopping we had a shared inote so i would just update it and he would go out and do the grocery shopping do the cleaning uh he would drive me when i go out and get drunk with my friends and come <laughs> and pick me up Aww, sounds like mine <laughs> <laughs> and he would pretty much, de- I want to say devote and kind of structure his life around mine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really admire devotion, even in my romantic relationships. Yeah, totally. Devotion's a huge turn on for me. Yeah. yeah. I, for me, it just makes me feel taken care of. I mean, I do take care of them, but yeah. like, I just, I like that feeling. Yeah. You know, really... I think that's why I like being a dominatrix because... The ones who are really devoted, those subs, it just, it does make my, I want to keep this more towards like different types and bottoms, but it does make my heart really warm. That's what I really love. One of the reasons of why I like being a dominant and having that devotion, someone giving all that energy to me, but um, just respecting and honoring me as well. Yeah. It's and a nice that care. Attention. And that care. It is. And and we too as dominance uh, care about our, our bottoms and their safety and their emotional and mental well being. Yeah. Can I give a little special shout out to one of my subs? Yes. Yeah, do it. So Soldier knows that I hurt my back and it's extremely sore. So he would send me gift cards to Lush so that I can have a bath bomb. <laughs> and he would follow up and said, Mistress, I hope your back is feeling better. So thoughtful. I feel like it's just very thoughtful when the care and the attention is kind of coming back to us because we put so much into our scenes. We put so So much much into your client and we put so much into establishing a very strong, connected and trustworthy connection. So when this cycle comes back to us, we're like, Oh, you know, you're like, you're speaking my love language. And we feel very cared for. Totally. Sorry about the fan, everybody. I have no control over that. (laughs) Um, It it is. Like, subs uh, really try to know all the quirks and things about their dominance. What we like, how we like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I would like to speak the same. I, I don't know, but I'm sure slaves are the same way as well. Yeah, I, there is something really satisfying when I teach someone the way that I like my coffee. Ditto, you do mine great, by the way. Yeah, mm. but that's because yeah. that's how I like it. <laughs> like, and you nail it, and then you do the same fucking thing every time after that. So the second time I spent the night at Alex's, he remembered how I liked my coffee with the honey and the cream and the ratio, and I was like... Oh, I think I said that. I was like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I appreciate. I love it. I was like, he's so good. Oh, and I want to mention one thing is that I really appreciate it when a sub is perceptive. So mm-hmm. I remember I had one sub that started giving me candles. And he said, during one of our Zoom vetting sessions, he said, I noticed you had candles in the background. Yeah. And then he, would, he came to his um, in-person vetting with candles. And it's just kind of, instead of me telling him the things that I like, he would just notice it and actually take yeah. action. Yeah. yeah. 
That's yeah. Awesome. Well, a, a shout out to Wild. Uh, when you both came, I got gifts, and he mentioned mm -hmm. the the lush for you. Yes. So <laughs> I was like, oh my oh, gosh, that's a great idea. I use that right away. Right away, yeah, it was he, gone. He paid I attention. loved it so much. He does, and very, very, very thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of gifts, gifts. Thank you for your gift, Aww. Red. I mean, I, we arrived <laughs> here in the Okanagan, and I got a love because I like collecting small batch liqueurs. And, yeah those types of things and you got me this lovely syrup that I'm going to use in my cocktails. I don't drink Thanks. that that much, but I uh, I do like drinking really fine stuff. You and do. So you like fancy liqueurs and <laughs> stuff. So. so I'm very excited. Thank you for the gift yeah, again. You're welcome. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for my monsters. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> There's a big love fest over here. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the part of the podcast where I get to do my own promo. <laughs> so we love Tree North Dom. We want to make this podcast last forever. We want to keep bringing episodes to people. And how you can keep that going is you can join their Patreon and you can uh, find True North Dom on their website, on social media, and support them, follow them, subscribe. And once again, if you're listening to this podcast, like subscribe again, like unsubscribe, subscribe again, do what you need to do, keep the ratings up. And it is growing, but we want to continue to grow. And also um, follow me, Switch Kitchen, um, and our production. So we have a lot of content that's coming out. And so you can find that content, switchkitchen.xyz. And from there, it'll take you to our many vids, it can take you to our clips for sale, um, our OnlyFans, and of course, when you purchase these things, this gets cycled into projects like this. It's, this is what makes it happen. Like our ability to come here, record the podcast, our ability to take photos and make content, it's all because of your support and listening. So share your friends, tell people about this podcast, and support Daddy Red and Oven as they share the education of kink with the world <laughs> kink education to the world yeah and get your fills on cream pies that's what switch oh, kitchen is God. known for <laughs> i love it it's honestly it's so good yeah i love <clears throat> cream pies yeah, and also the merch as well the true north dawn merch i actually just saw some of the i don't know if i'm allowed to say but some of the merch getting given away on the the boat party coming up it's yes. nice. Yes, we yeah. peach tufts. And I'm wearing actually my one of my favorite shirts. Uh, nice. This is property of Daddy Red, and it's in this really nice con. 80s retro. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> Love wearing this shirt. My so favorite. colorful. Yeah. yeah, so colorful. So check that out. Make sure you check out both of our our um, merch and uh, purchase that. So uh, fetishes is an interesting uh i don't know if i'd consider that like a, a submissive or bottoming or that type of category but it's its own unique category well, let's, let's expand that what, what yeah. for the listeners when someone says i'm a fetishist like i mean i remember the first time someone said that to me i was like uh, okay like what does that mean like do you want me to do something to you do you want to do something to me yeah. and then unpacking that i'd be like okay what kind of fetishes and they start listing off a bunch of stuff but it doesn't really answer like are you a bottle <laughs> are you a top no it doesn't really no yeah. it's just kind of its own little yeah own little genre as well, like a masochist is like it's bottoming but they enjoy the infliction of pain yeah they they like love that pain to that point of subspace and that is their piece right there yeah when they hit that uh, subspace from the endorphins and they just fucking let go and collapse 
it's just like this is this is what I've craved. Mm -hmm. It's it's a drug, for sure. Maybe a fetishist. Um, the way I've understood it now is that some things they'll do being a top, some things they'll do being a bottom. Mm. And so each individual activity, and I'm thinking of one person in mind where in his love life, he is very much a submissive, but when it comes to latex and the process of putting latex on. Are you talking about open? No, no, oh. this is a completely different, <laughs> actually. I don't know, yeah. it's like, wow, yeah, I sound like I connect with this person, I know <laughs> his, this person. His, his C name is Master Switch, uh, which is why I like his yeah. Switch, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, he, he becomes like, dominant when he's mm. you know putting on latex and putting latex on somebody and and I'm like but he, he would say himself he's a fetishist and I'm like okay buddy what the hell does that mean like I, what are you like come on like give it to me but he, it depends on the activity really mm. for him yeah yeah because Owen is a latex fetishist but he also identifies as a uh, service sub Mm. Uh, for the longest time before he started exploring his other dynamics. So I think he's starting to move a little more switch on that, that spectrum. And, but when he's Mr. Pig, he's dominant. He's arrogant. He is not submissive at all when he's in his latex uh, pig outfit. Yeah. Like, and he's a, identifies as a fetishist in that area. For sure. And I don't know, like Littles, would you, it's not really subs or anything, but they do acquire some kind of authoritative, like a caregiver. Yeah. I feel like they're looking for a nurturing top. Not they're. I feel like the the dominant, the dominating experience that they're hoping to have is not really towards humiliation degradation mm. but is being is putting them in their place but in a way that they're they feel like they're being cared about that they're if they're being disciplined it is something that is good for them it is because it's um it's helping them grow or helping them be a better person but at the core of that they still want to feel nurtured and cared for yeah totally I um I have a tough time with littles. I mean, I have nothing against it. I, and I've I've had a few um, play partners that would categorize themselves as littles or age regressors, and they go back because I, of course my my vanilla life. I come from a background where I took care of kids. That was part of my profession. Right. And so for me, I've kind of in my mind compartmentalized you know, kink away from that. And so I, I do find a bit of friction, internal friction. Are you when, like, no, this is pure innocent? This yeah, is pure like, innocent? No, 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 no. And it was actually um, a YouTube video by um, Lady J. Cherie mm -hmm. that actually helped me sort of bridge a gap because I, I was still approaching it like, no, I can't do this because I used to do childcare and this is not, this is taboo. Like, nope, 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 yeah. um, giant wall there. Um, but even if it's role playing, role playing, because okay. I just couldn't get past that mental block. I just yeah. couldn't do it. And uh, but that YouTube video d definitely helped me and understand that, as you just said, Mr. Jules, like they want to be nurtured at the core, and that I can do. I can provide that. And how we get there, I also do enjoy the punishment bit when they fuck up and I get to punish them. That is because they will test boundaries. Oh, totally. And I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm cool with the spanking and leaving the bruises and, you know, putting someone in timeout. That's great. I can daddy that. No problem. 
But yeah, just the whole process, that's been a challenge, but I'm, I'm getting there and uh, I've done it lots, but I don't want to, like, I don't know, it's not, yeah, it's, that's a tough one for mm -hmm. me. Like as a bottom, like different types of bottoms, a little one, that's, that one's pushing it for me. Hmm. Yeah. I've never had any um, experience with any age play except for um, my uh, ex-partner, he did like adolescent boy and i kind of played like mommy mm. right and then as we were doing this scene i was like how's it make you feel down there touching yourself we were watching some natalie mars porn <laughs> and i was making him jerk off and just kind of like talking really vulgar nasty in his ear and he's like it makes me feel funny down there and i was like yeah <laughs> See, I, I find that hot it's funny here i'm talking and i don't but maybe i just need to be on the switch on this one i'm like well, oodipus complex i don't know what's going on here but like i'm like yeah. well that sounds hot yeah yeah yeah, but I've never uh, done any like caretake per se role. Yeah, so. no, I, I've definitely had someone pee in their diapers in front of me and like, mm -hmm. you know, all that sort of stuff. And I mean, humiliation or for age play, age play, because that's another thing. Like you got a question like is with diaper play, is it a humiliation thing? Because, mm. uh, you know, there could be like a sub guy or a girl or a bottom and they like that humiliation aspect, like why did you do that or whatever, and it could be a turn on. Or it also could be because of age play. Yeah. And then from our previous podcast with Panther, Daddy Dom Little Girl, there's different tiers of littles yeah. in age play, right? Yeah, totally. Well, that actually was on film, so eventually come out, and it was with a fairly well-known porn star who does P play and, and age play and that sort of stuff. Oh, with and, Lady Sherry? Oh, no, no, this is a, oh, something completely different, separate. but okay. it'll come out on our, our platform eventually. Sweet. But yeah, they, it was the first time I ever really kind of like, where they really were committed to the role of being and then using the diaper. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Speaking of diapers, mm -hmm. I did, I mean, not, to pry, but I was walking by your laptop yesterday and there was lovely diapers on your browser. You were buying diapers? I picked out some cute diapers and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Oh. And shut that conversation. <laughs> well, I like the ones you picked. Those were nice. Thank you. Those were good. Thank you. I think I have good taste. Yeah. I'm kind of a hipster in a way. I mean, I would wear those. <laughs> those I would cool. wear those. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see what it feels like. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Well, Red has a lot of things going on. Always a death. I have a lot of things up my sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm so secretive today. How did Red bust her lip? What's with the diapers? You're keeping things mysterious. As Oban always says, why are you being cagey? Cagey. I, honestly, I think it's good because, you know, there is a lot going on in our lives and we don't need to divulge all of it. To no, the, to the I public. have to keep a level of discretion. Yeah, Ooh, cagey. Pet play. <gasps> that's a pet play and furries. Yeah. I just learned the difference between pet play and furries. Yeah, from um, Misery that we had on our podcast previously in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we oh. talked about polyamory and pet play. Did I ever so what you? did you learn? Yeah, what did you learn? So I, ho I hope I'm getting this right. But so one of the questions that I wanted to know was what's the difference between furries and people that are into pet play? Mm because both are animal related mm -hmm. but they do see i mean i guess there is a, there could be overlap where furries can be engaging into pet play mm -hmm. um or the other way around so from what i remembered one what 
you're gonna have to remind me. But one was if you start off as human and you're slowly introduced or gaining more animalistic characteristics. And the other one was you start off more animal and you are gaining the more animal. human human characteristics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't which do you remember which one was the pet the furries and which one was the I, pet I really don't. So, I really don't. So, He's so, so mad at me. No, it's fine. Yeah. So like um because I I, I It's wanna, a great episode if anyone checks out that episode of yeah, past. So the human that regresses or turns into the animal's pet play. Okay. And then the furry's the one that is in the outfit, becoming more human like and then, you know, fucking and doing all those types of things. Um, I really enjoy pet play. In fact, uh, we filmed I think six six scenes now. It's called I, I call it Switch Kitten, um, and it's a series that's coming out. Super hot, but it's pet play and and doing all the things and feeding and petting and all 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 the fun stuff. And it was like a really good series that is going to come out eventually when I get around to editing it and getting it out. Um, story of your life. Oh, my story of my life. <laughs> but did I ever tell you both? I don't think I've told you the time I actually dressed up as a furry. No. no. I've never told okay, you, you this. Okay. I've done like no. kitten latex. So but. it was, uh, you know how there's like parties and various things. Mm -hmm. And I was short. I didn't know what to wear for, for an outfit for this. And so me and my, my buddy, um, I'll call him Ryan, but he was just like, man, what if we rented those giant like mascot outfits and <laughs> oh, those are hot they're like, super literally hot. like yeah. hot inside not and sexy hot <laughs> so where do you rent those we did find a, a place and it's a professional like mascot and costume rental place mm. and i was a giant like um a bear and it was like a bear and it was hot and i could see out the the mouth <laughs> and then i think he was an alligator or something like that I had so much fun. Okay, first of all, we picked up the hottest girls and they love spending time with us. They would dance with us and I'm going, oh my gosh, that's so-and-so. And I'm going, I'm dancing with so-and-so. She's grinding up again. And I'm like this giant Did bear. she know who she you were? No, she had no clue. That's fun. And so that's, Mystery. yeah, that's, I think for me, one of the, my only experiences with what it might be like to be in a furry situation where I, I could transform into this giant lovable bear and everyone loved partying with me and no one knew through the night who me and Ryan were. Like, it was fun. It was a fun time. Do you want to go, Mr. Jules, as, like, dressed up as some kind of furry to a party or something? I would totally be a sloth. <laughs> Wait, we're, we're talking totally about not your real life. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. That's <laughs> Is that not sexy? I could be a sexy sloth. <laughs> You're so motivated. You're not slothful at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of like a prostate milking slot like Ooh, this coming up. It's the slowest <laughs> come ever. <laughs> the anticipation forever. I'm going in now. Oh god. I am penetrating you now. <laughs> Y'all can't see, but she's like moving really slowly. It's so cute. That's awesome. Uh yeah, that's 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 great. <laughs> um <laughs> Let's add a special segment to oh, yeah. our podcast episodes. Okay, what is it? What are we, we going to talk about? A new sex position. Ooh. Because we got like, we have kinky people that listen, and this podcast isn't just about like kink and BDSM, but it's about sexual curiosities. Yeah. So I think it's good. Yeah, we can 
you can share we can share knowledge with people and let them know some hot things you can do in the bedroom and actively spice up and kink up your sex life that sounds good i've got one it's called the lazy daddy red pegging move okay so break break <laughs> break this down for a step by step what is the steps here so so you know when you're ass fucking and actually Mr. Jules, I'm sure you can chime in with this. You uh, had some back-to-back -back ass sessions lately. <laughs> this poor girl spent Epsom salt in my my bath using my prescription Voltaren on her back. I got her foam roller on my my floor here in the dining room just trying to like work out all her kinks. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's a lot of work on your body. Like I know what a penis or a man, like a penis, I shouldn't say a man cause there's uh, other penis owners, but I know what a, a penis owner feels like cause you're, you're doing the work. It's a lot of cardio. And so sometimes your knees hurt and your back gets tired when you're, you're doing a long like pegging session. Yeah. I guess if you're really a penis owner, you could do this too. But. Well, um, yeah, because the you when I picked you up to come to the Okanagan, mm -hmm. your back, like you were, because you had been thrusting all day, and you had <laughs> like l like you were walking funny because you were all tense, right? I know, and it was the the lower back half, and it was I feel like it's a combination of lots of pegging and wearing heels yeah because the thing is when you're pegging when you're doing a similar motion for a repeated amount of time the body awareness that you have you're like okay i need to engage my core front side back mm -hmm. you become too tired and you kind of don't engage your proper muscles so you're starting to use the smaller muscles that's not used for that type of movement mm -hmm. and things like your hip flexors things will kind of just start being out of balance or and yes. a muscle. yeah well, exactly I, I again I know what that feels like because of course after a big shoot where we have to do multiple takes my back <laughs> is fucked the next day like I feel like I ran a marathon or I was doing like lots of like sit-ups and I'm just my, my lower back is screwed well the thing is like when you're in the scene you're not thinking to yourself engage a core engage a core engage a core yeah. because say if we're working out we are at the bar you're like you you know consciously that you need to like, to take a deep breath and brace yeah. but when you're pegging you're thinking about your verbiage you're thinking about making sure the other person is staying present with you yeah. and then you're kind of thinking about ways to look sexy at the yeah. same time you're not thinking about engaging your yeah. core when you say at the bar you mean that the dumbbell bar. oh yeah yeah not yeah. the bar, the squat, bar. bar. <laughs> yeah, the squat bar so that's what i mean do the lazy dad daddy red move i just lay on my back and i'm like fucking ride my cock like get okay. on so it's kind of like a reverse it's so like a reverse cowgirl essentially and they can look at you and they can look away so you're sitting so you're you're I'm, sitting i'm sitting or laying down and i just have them just jump up and down on my dick. Yeah. They can spit on it, they just put their lube, and I just like sit this back and watch the penetration. Samantha, when he was in our video, that we did the five yeah. step pegging, I saw that portion. My legs were hurting, that's why. Oh, in the pegging five <laughs> some video, devil. which is on sale or ready yeah. to be released through Switch Kitchen. Also your site. Also yeah. my uh, OnlyFans. Yeah, go to your site. Yeah, and so yeah, I finally was like, I'm doing the lazy daddy red. So so then back. so okay. So describing this for the listeners. So you're on your back, right? The person with the strap on lies on their back. Yep. Do you open your legs? Do you close your legs? What do you do? 
uh, I usually like to lay like my legs open and I just kind of sit there and have my dick. I'll hold it to give it some good support so when they sit down on it. Now, how do they sit uh, down on it? Does he squat over? Squat over it. Make them do the work. Yep. Got it. And then they can oh, squat oof. into it or onto it. Got it. And then they just kind of do their own bouncing, whether they're on their knees or squatting. And I can just. Yeah. Sometimes I may like once the, the cock's inside them, if I don't need to, depending, you know, how some cock stiffnesses vary. Yeah. And I don't need to provide that support. I put my hands on their butt or try to give them support so they bounce it down so they also feel safe on depending if it's a chair they might teetle over or the type of bed or couch or depending where you're performing the activity yeah. or the and sexual I, act. I suppose with your legs open like that there's also a bit of support. They can put their hands totally. on your on your knees totally. there and they and can bounce. You can put your legs down. straight. Too, yeah. You know, everybody's bodies are different. As they say in yoga, listen to your body. <laughs> yeah. So what's this move called? So like it's the it. uh, lazy daddy red move. The lazy daddy red move. So for those listening, go try it. It's a pegging position. It's called the lazy daddy red. Yeah. Let us exhausted. know how it goes. I'm just like fuck this. You do the work. I'm tired of this. Um, yeah. That's great. Well, we have uh, a few questions that have come in. And yeah. Let's hear them out. Yeah. So the first one is from. Uh, uh, a guy in Mount Dora that's in Florida and um, some US listeners yeah hey. and um, wants to know how uh, do you go about finding a dom so it's funny obviously they're listening to the podcast and they're getting horny and they're like how the fuck you find a dom Oben and I actually did an episode on that oh, yeah yeah so go back and listen to that episode first of all but let's answer yeah. that question um, how do you go about finding a dog? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably say this because I was a little more aggressive then because I get tired of people blowing up uh, my inbox. Will you, will, will you be my dom? And will you, can I serve you? And then they go to the next dom and they just like message, message, message. Um, first of all, like you got to build a relationship. You just don't pick someone, right, Jules? Like you, you got to... You're going to be trusting this individual, female or male or non-binary, whoever your top or dominant is, or maybe master or caregiver, any, any top of category of a uh, topping person. You're, you're going to be vulnerable. You have to trust this person. This person uh, is going to have to be someone that you know that's going to constantly check in with your physical and your mental and your emotional well-being and safety and be doing certain activities that you both want to explore together, you know, whether it's sexually or in the BDSM kink lifestyle. So it's, it's really giving that trust and that respect and making sure that you pick that right connection and that person mm -hmm. treats you the same way right they respect you and your boundaries as being a you know a bottom and i don't know is, is there anything you would like to add to that or any tips that you would like to give this person well i guess the way that i kind of think about this is that usually we get pretty consistent requests in our in pro work in, or in lifestyle no, no, just i feel like even just on fat life okay yeah and um what would really stand out to me as a dominant because i get i want to serve i want to be your sissy a lot of these emails yeah so in the past what what are the the people the individuals that are able to see through and make me notice and be like hmm mm -hmm. 
this is a very interesting connection or this is a very interesting person. Mm -hmm. Usually it's the person that either has done the research about me and my style and see if our kinks connect. And the way that they reach out to me is very personable. So yes. they feel like there's something unique about me that they are reaching out to me specifically because something I have said in my profile resonated with them or that they feel that there is a draw to a specific type of person, not just that they're emailing everybody and see who's going to reply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which is common. Yeah. Yeah. They don't think we chat back and forth. That's funny. You, <laughs> you brought that up because I'm now thinking back. There was this uh, female submissive that was seeking me out. So I did this thing at Taboo, um, sex show, um, and I did a performance and thing. And then... What she did is she emailed me or messaged me and then she said, would you like to go for coffee? I would like to, you know, engage in talking about it. And we got for coffee and then she had already knew all my kinks. And then when we actually did a session, I think it was our second session, uh, you're laugh at this, but I was, she's like, oh, and she opened, she's like, you can give me a cream pie. I know that you love them. And I was just like, yes. I was like, how do you know? Everybody like, knows. Everybody knows. But it was such a nice gift because they had done the work. They knew, I mean, it's not hard to find out what I like, but they did the work. They actually learned about you, what you like as a dominant. And we're like, yeah, I'm lined up with this. That's a very good, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, good point, yeah. Jules. It's a really good point. Yeah. Um, I think to answer that question, uh, Mr. <laughs> Florida guy, is uh, join FetLife. You know, start there. But don't just go around friend requesting everybody. That's bullshit. It turns us off. Yeah, it turns, turns us off. It's a dominant. But like, <laughs> it's have a presence, but don't, uh, you know, spam people. And then get out to munches. Like, go out to munches, yeah, find the munch people. groups, meet people. Like, finding a dom, whether it's pro or lifestyle, it's a connection. Yeah. Right? It's it's really a connection. It's it's a relationship. Like, I know Oban and I have talked about that before. And sometimes it's hard to find a really good relationship. Yeah. You may not find one for a while, so just go to play events and play with other people who want to play and discover what you like and then maybe there might be a spark yeah. with someone are you ready for the second question this one's from kevin in brampton ontario and he says red i oh love feet but i don't know how to approach the topic with my wife and how do i get her on board with me sucking her feet oh with love kevin oh my um, gosh i we... love i love feet fetishes uh, i love uh, divorce your wife and move to the okanagan oh. no but seriously like let's, let's no, talk I about love feet fetishes. Okay. um like anything like in my personal opinion when you choose a partner I feel you, that's your best friend, and you should be able to uh, bring up topics. Yeah. At least in my opinion, in my relationships. I like to share 100% of myself, how I feel, and even, you know, as my friends, like, uh, there's nothing hidden from my friends. Everyone knows what's going on in my life. And so I would, first of all, pick a good time. Timing's everything when it comes to women. Yeah especially around our weird cycles, um, a day that she's not busy or overwhelmed, and maybe depending what her love languages are, maybe butter her up a little bit and then just say, hey, I, I really wanna like be vulnerable and talk about something with you and I, I don't know where it comes from, it's just, or maybe tell her how it transitioned and why it turns you on. And I'm sure if that partner is, 
you know, a good partner, they they may have some questions and they want to understand more feedback. Um, they may not be into it and maybe they might explore it and get into it with you. Uh, but just having that open communication and then seeing if they would be willing to, I wouldn't go full on force into it, but just maybe like slowly incorporate in small steps in your relationship and then checking in constantly communicating like what were your thoughts after this or how do you feel about that? Uh, does that turn you on? Because that might turn her on as well or them or whomever. I remember the very first time I played with a feet fetishist. This was back then. I've, I've never played with somebody that was into feet before. Mm. And I didn't even know what to do. I remember I was texting my kinky friends and I was asking them, what do, what do I do? What do I do with my hands? What do I do? And I remember the way that he approached it was he would first hold my feet. And it's just the way that he held my feet. That was like so delicate. And he would first just visually appreciate my feet. And a lot of the times he would say things like, oh, I love how your nails are. I love the shape of your toes. So he, it's almost like you're approaching a dish. Yeah and you visually appreciate at first. And then I remember he would start kind of massaging it. So he would go like in increments. Yeah. And then a lot of check-ins. So he would do something and then he would look at me mm -hmm. and kind of gauge my reaction. So say if he wants to introduce kissing, then he would kiss one toe and then he would watch me. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of like step by step. It's not like full on foot and mouth. Yeah, yeah. totally. That can that can be too much at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Same um, thing with ass play. You just baby yeah, steps. Baby steps and you watch the other body person's language, reaction. Yeah. Communication. Yeah, and it, it might not even happen throughout the first time you play. It could just be a foot massage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I want to, I don't know, play devil's advocate or do just an opposite answer for this guy. But um, yeah, like... Um, Maybe he shouldn't talk to his wife and he should be absolutely sure this is what he wants in the relationship. Now, I, I don't obviously know enough and maybe you can write in, Kevin, we can explain a bit more, but um, like, what if he introduces like, hey, babe, I want to do, you know, suck your feet and she's not into it or she starts doing it but then says no, he almost gets trapped or like, cornered it by himself because now where does he go what, what does he, he do he hires a professional but dominatrix. That's, that's what i'm saying is maybe what he should do first is hire somebody like go connect with somebody who is a foot fetishist and then do a scene because like i mean i don't know how the wife will take it I and mean, once again it's the dynamic of his relationship but like if if, if my partner came and said hey I, I had someone suck on my feet i'd probably be okay with it. i mean it's me but like you but know. some people might think, well, that's cheating. Yeah. You're stepping on But I'm like, if it's what they're into, because then it doesn't put the pressure on the spouse, in this case, in his right. case, that they have to fulfill this fetish. And that he would feel the freedom that even if his wife doesn't want to, um, he could still go and get this need met. And so I'm going to say the opposite. It's like, don't talk to your wife. Go go, make sure that you like this. Go go to a munch, find a foot fetish, suck on their toes. Yeah, and then approach your wife and say, hey, I would like to do this with you. And if they say no, well, at least you can continue fulfilling that need. But if they say yes, well, great. All to you, man. Like, that's, that's something Mistress Jules and I deal with a lot. Like, you know, we have clients that can't talk to their partners or they're not into it or... 
maybe they don't have someone there, a single person or something in their life. And they have that urge or desire or want to explore something. And that's as a provider, that's that's what we provide for them. Yeah. Well, so. um, speaking of which, how do people get a hold of you, not only to write in their questions, but also just to know more about? So what's, first of all, what's the True North Dom email for them to write in questions? The True North Dom at gmail.com. And we have a website, which is true north dom and dom is spelled d-o-m-m-e the feminine form dot com perfect yeah. so people write in their questions yep. and yeah just let and us we're know. also on twitter and uh instagram as well as true north dom sweet so yeah they can ask you more and questions. fat life i think we get a lot of our questions all these are coming from fat life so cool and uh jules if they wanted to get to know you a bit more where can they go to find out more about you they can find me on instagram i am thank you mistress jewels or they can check me out on my website which is mistressjewels.com i am also active on twitter hey which yeah. is my you new favorite place i twitter. love you twitter are. twitter is my happy place but i'm yeah. just trying to figure out what my handle is because i'm not good at promoting myself <laughs> it's mistress jewels underscore Perfect. that is me on twitter find me i'm very active on twitter i will put I you in the it. show notes for sure perfect because you're my best friend obviously find me switchkitchen.xyz or um, if you want to talk personally to me, you can do, I think it's, my Instagram is Alex the Brute is my Instagram. I don't have, I don't have that many followers, but I'm very active on Instagram. So if someone messages me, I'm usually pretty quick to get back to them. Uh, and of course, Twitter, Switch Kitchen, yeah. you can find all that sort of stuff. Totally. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for being here. I think we, that was a really great episode. Hey, that was great. Great. We always have really good chats. Yeah. Great. Thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Keep it kinky. Keep it freaky. Bye. Bye. Bye.